November 20th, 1987, Largo, Florida. The cross-country team at Largo High is getting a send-off outside the school. They're headed for the state cross-country meet after a drive to Florida's other coast and an easy jog on the course. The Davenport family camcorder is rolling again. This is the day before the state meet, Ed. How do you feel about it? I feel very good. I feel pretty excited now. You've been very successful this year. How do, what do you owe that to? It's a long summer mileage and Jason's dedication. Jason's <laughs> Between him and his dad, there was a video camera at everything we did. How's it going, Paul? Paul, oh, pretty good. How do you feel about tomorrow? I'm excited. What about the team? The team's going to win. For sure? For sure. As long as we run really good and everything, you know. Very confident. I'm pretty confident. I mean, you know, if, if we had Joe, I'd be even more confident. But, yeah, but you're confident. But I, I have confidence in Paul. Oh, you do? I have a lot of confidence. All right. I feel Paul can win this race for us. Um, the main key is five guys running awesome. Is that it? You mean it's yeah. just not one person? No. Huh? Five. Joe Reagan. Yeah. How do you feel about tomorrow? <laughs> I feel confident as I could be. Yeah? You think you have a little trouble with your leg, or are you just going to ignore it? Uh, I hope not. You're going to tough it up. Out. You don't care. It's your last chance to make it big. You've already done great this season. Right? I haven't done great. Yes, you have. What about the team? Is there any doubt that you're going to be number one tomorrow? Oh, the team will be number one. I feel very confident because, you know. I don't think there's any doubt, is there? Well, there, there is no what's doubt. What's there to lose if we just go for it and keep there is no doubt. There's you know, a lot to lose. You got we could lose the state championship title, but, you know, besides that. The Packers of Coach Brent Haley were ranked number one in the state. They were undefeated so far that season, and they were feeling pretty good. The Long Red Row, well... We had a good team, and I thought we had a chance to win. This is Chris Duggan of Lakeco. And this is Chris Palmer of Largo. And you're listening to All the Miles Mattered. Welcome to All the Miles Mattered. This is episode 15 to close out the story of Largo, Lado and the challengers to those programs' dominance. I really appreciate all the people who have interacted with the show, reaching out by email, by voicemail, by Facebook message. So many people have wanted to share what being part of those programs in that time meant to them. That means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to coaches Haley and Ennis in particular. Let's fill in a few blanks. The last episode was the state track two-mile in spring 1986. All of the top three in that boys' race, Pat McDonough, Mike Laval, and Roger Letchworth, were back the following school year, but there was very little drama in the state meets. In cross-country, again, Laval won easily by 27 seconds. McDonough ran poorly, Letchworth was sick, and each of those runners finished outside the top 10. In track in 1987, Boyd Anderson's Laval completed the distance trifecta that academic year, adding the mile and two-mile titles to his list of state championships. The two-mile defending champ, McDonough, got mononucleosis early in track season and was never a factor in the state meet. Roger finished second, but he was well back of Laval in that two-mile. What did that mean? One of the greatest runners in Florida history never won a state individual championship. Roger did lead the Cougars to the team cross-country title in 1985, and he did hold two national age group records, but the big meet wins eluded him. By the 87 cross-country season, 
McDonough is a senior, Laval and Letchworth are off to college. Pat McDonough seemed to have few viable rivals, except there's a sophomore from Lyman High School outside Orlando. Teddy Mitchell is coming on strong and itching for a shot at McDonough. Oh, that race, I just tried to chase, I just tried to run with McDonough as long as I could. And he, a little older, a little more um, seasoned athlete, you know, I just couldn't stay with him. So here's what happened in that race. Mitchell and his teammate, Nick Radkowicz, tried to run with McDonough, as Mitchell said. They couldn't keep pace the whole way, as Pat McDonough set a course record running 14.44 for three miles. The Lyman duo went 2-3, and those same runners were chasing Pat McDonough in the following spring's track season, as he won both the mile and two-mile to complete the trifecta for Largo. Here's Radkowicz on both his memories of McDonough pulling away and why he was going to be tough to beat that day. I remember vividly when he like pulled away from us, almost seemed like it was effortless. Nobody was going to beat him, I don't think, that day. I don't think it was possible. The Lado team ran an excellent race, something McDonough and the Packers expected. We knew if we didn't run our best, Lado would have beaten us. We put five guys in the top 25, which pretty much any other year would win it. Uh, I think they put six guys in the top 25. We all ran great races that day. Uh, They just ran better. That was McDonough, followed by Lado's Trey Culbertson. Culbertson is right that Largo was just a few steps better, winning with 62 points to Lado's 75. Behind McDonough that season, Largo's runners rotated some in the scoring. But on that day, every one of the top six ran up to or above expectations. The victory gave Largo 10 state championships, starting with the 1970 race at the old Imason Airport in Jacksonville and ending with the 1987 title at Dunn Airport in Titusville. The Packers could finally add a 10th year to their team t-shirts and warm-up jackets. That win, well, it also motivated the long red row for the 1988 season. Dan Lucas and Coach Ennis explain. We had a senior, Trey Colbertson, uh, was our guy, and one of my good friends to this day, and uh, he ran pretty well. I recall feeling for Trey and those guys that that was their last go. That's what bothered me the most that day. Coach Haley, he was inspired to talk to us because he felt horrible for us. And I remember him talking to the team, not so much in a consoling way, but an encouraging way. I remember uh, sitting there. I know his mouth was moving, but I couldn't hear a word he was saying. I didn't really care at the time. You know, I love you. I love you, Coach. But uh, I think at that moment, I decided I didn't want to lose to Largo ever again sitting there on that airport field. Uh, That's what Coach Haley thought of us. You know, the kids are, they're like his kids. You look back, it was really awesome of him to do that. Uh, I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, you know what, I don't want to lose to you guys ever again. So that became our senior team after that, which in the Leto Largo rivalry, it was an honor to kind of become a senior. You kind of, now you're in charge of it. Uh, but I'm telling you, we, when 88 rolled around, we, we just weren't going to lose. We weren't going to lose. Not sure I, I coached anybody more dedicated than Danny Lucas. He was, he defined that. Matter of fact, he's the reason we won his senior year because we lost his junior year and he was devastated and he put up a calendar in his room 
365 days till state and marked it off every day. And he was the one that called Andy Stillhon, Joe Garcia, got those guys together almost every day and made them run with him. He was the captain and he took charge. We were taking some downtime right after cross country before you start running for the winter for track season. But I didn't want to stop. I would do light running and I'd mark it up on the calendar. And all of a sudden, I just on the top of the pages, I would just put the numbers going backwards from the, you know, the following year's state championship, 365, 364, 363 and on down. So the long red row goes into 1988 as the favorite. They finished that season undefeated themselves. Dan Lucas is quoted in the Tampa Tribune. I'm kind of chuckling about this quote because he used the word GOAT. GOAT these days in sports has become an acronym for something good, greatest of all time. But in the 80s, that was not how the word was used. And so here's the quote from Dan Lucas. We just thought that in three miles, we're undefeated, or in three miles, we're a bunch of goats. He meant that in the detrimental way, not the greatest way. He also said this. There's no consolation for going undefeated all year and losing at the state meet. The Long Red Row placed four runners in the top 12 to win the meet at Osceola High School in Pinellas County. The second place team was Lyman, and their runners Teddy Mitchell and Nick Radkowicz finished 1-2 in the race. Here's Radkowicz. When they announced the results, we were quite shocked. Um, But they did it. They just squeezed them right in. I think they were like three, four, five, six, just like so tight. Tom Castelli in fifth, Lucas sixth, Brian Hammond eighth, Kevin Ackman 12th, and Joe Garcia 36th. Leto follows up that 1988 state title with another undefeated season in 1989. This was the first odd-numbered year crown for the Long Red Row, and it solidified them as the best program of the 80s. Coach Ennis' program added two more titles in the 90s. In total, Leto finished first seven times, finished second six times, and three of those second-place finishes were by six or fewer points. Think about that for a little bit. In 1988, Largo finished third with Ed Fitzgerald and Keith Johnstone in the top 10 individually. That was the end of Largo being in contention for state titles. Coach Haley's program, in a 20-season span, all in Florida's largest classification from 1969 to 1988, had the following. 10 state championships, still a record for a public school boys team. Six runner-up finishes, including one by three points and one by five points. And then one-third, one-fourth, and one-fifth. Why do you think 87 was the last state title at Largo? We just didn't have the same kids who wanted to do it. In 88, we were pretty good. We finished third. That was it. In 89, I think we finished 10th. It might have been ninth, but it was not good. That was the end of the rivalry. Between Largo and Lado. I get all this credit, and I know I'm a good coach. I try hard, but there's better coaches than me. There, and that's not false modesty. I am pretty good at motivating kids, but you've got to have the right kind of kid, or you, it doesn't matter. And you've got to have something. The Largo team in 87. That team obviously was led by Pat McDonough, 
but he only counted for one point. He was only one of five scoring runners. You start seven runners, the first five that come across the line are your scoring runners. So you can't win a race with a one-man team in cross country. In case that point has not been hammered home, this is a team sport. So the runners two through five mattered plenty in that 1987 state meet. Those other runners, Jim Castle, a senior, Joe Reagan, a senior, Paul Krellen, a senior, Keith Johnstone, a junior. There wasn't really pressure like, oh my God, we all have to be undefeated. We have to be the best. There was more, I'm going to try and beat Jim this week. or I'm going to try and beat Joe this week. Nobody was going to beat Pat, but it was like, you know, we all had like, you know, days when you have a practice or whatever, and you're like kind of tired. And then you get somebody who's just pushing way too hard. You're like, come on, it's just Wednesday. Can we just... Can we just relax today sometimes? And it was like, no, there was always somebody who it was their day and they were gonna show off and they were gonna go as hard as they could and it kinda made everybody else try to go along with them. Ed Fitzgerald, a sophomore. Pumping everybody up and bringing everybody along and races would kind of, you know, places would switch four, five, and six. It didn't really matter. You had people step in and fill in, but everybody, if you had a bad race, somebody stepped up. So we we pulled it off. The seventh runner in that state meet for Largo actually had to survive a midweek runoff just to compete in the state meet. Here's Jason Davenport telling more about his runoff with Mike Richmond. It was exciting, man. And everyone was yelling and cheering. And of course, you know, we're teammates. So it's not like you wanted someone over the other person win, but it was just so, it was like a chariot of fire. It was just the last bit. I think Mike was, he was in my sight, but he was just like kind of right ahead of me. And we were just going for it. I just remember digging in the hardest I'd ever done probably. And, you know, dun, 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 dun you know, start passing and then made it. So I was <laughs> very excited, let me tell you. And so with Jason running, that guaranteed the Davenport camcorder was coming along too. First at the little outdoor pep rally at the school where the band played the Largo fight song, which is also the Notre Dame fight song. Some of the video from that weekend in Titusville will be on YouTube. It's the pre-race, the race itself, although there's not a great view of the finish line, and then some of the post-race awards. Also on the camcorder that weekend, a hotel room toast of champagne and sparkling grape juice. You gotta make a toast on the video. These are all crystal cups here. It's pandemonium in room 214. I think in closing, what I want to say is this. We all want to be part of a team. We may have better memories of some teams than others, perhaps because of success. Plenty of programs, and specifically Largo and Lado, created a culture where people wanted to be part of a team. To the listeners of All the Miles Mattered, thanks for coming along for the run. A certain podcast about the cross-country boys. All the miles matter, now let's make some noise.